At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one, with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non toxic, non flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. The world is changing, guys. It's not the same place it was 20 years ago. There's a decline in people coming into the trades. And I'm not 100% sure why, but I think one of the reasons is, is the internet. The internet is so big and provides so much opportunity for anybody that wants to make money. You want to make money? If you can figure out how to work the internet to your advantage, you will make money. And you can do it from sitting at home, on your couch, in your bed, at the park, wherever you are, on vacation. So getting into the trades, working hard, sweating, getting dirty, bleeding, being frustrated, angry, upset. Why would an apprentice or a potential apprentice look at the trades and say, hey, I want to do that instead of sit on my couch, type a few buttons, create an online store, sell a bunch of t-shirts or remote control cars, whatever. Why would they choose the trades? Well, the guys and girls that have been in the trades for a long time, we have to make it attractive. We can't bring a young kid in and treat them like shit. Put your boot up their ass and say, hey, this is how it works. This is how we roll here. Well, that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. You treat people like that, they're gone. They will leave. Why do they have to put up with being treated like shit? I'm not saying that you have to be a big softy. You have to give direction, but you have to do it in a way that's respectful, in a way that young kids nowadays will take that communication and be receptive to it. Being a complete asshole is not the way to communicate anymore. It used to be because kids never had a choice. They couldn't create an online store and make money. They couldn't be a YouTuber and play video games all day and potentially make an income from getting views on YouTube. It's incredible the way the world has changed and evolved. So you want more kids coming into the trades, make it attractive for them. Show them, show them it's cool to be an HVAC or refrigeration or an electrician or a plumber or whatever it is. Show them it's cool, bring them in, be respectful of them, train them, make them part of your team. Because when you're part of a team and you feel like an insider, you feel like you're accomplishing something. And when you go home at the end of the day, you're like, man, I think it's cool being part of that team. I enjoy it. I want to go back to work tomorrow. I learn stuff. I got to move around. I got to use my hands. I got to use my brain. I was active. I was physical. You got to create that environment. I'm going to get into a discussion with Ryan Cruz about tech and apprenticeship relationships and how nowadays you have to kind of be a different kind of boss, uh, lead tech, lead installer, service manager, you name it. You got to be, you got to, you got to be different. You got to have a different mindset to get these guys in, girls in that want to stay in. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Testo 605i, what is that? That is a smart probe, a wireless smart probe, handheld, fit in your pocket, fit in your tool pouch. Um, it measures temperature and humidity. It's used in conjunction with the free smart probes app. Okay, and the app automatically calculates dew point and wet bulb temperature. Pretty badass little tool. Measure return air, supply air, outdoor air, um, air off 
the top of a condenser, see what the difference is between inlet and outlet of a condenser. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do with it. And it's very cheap. It's less than 100 bucks, like 84, 85 bucks at TrueTech Tools. So if you guys are in the market for a temperature slash humidity sensor, check out the Testo 605i. A lot of you guys don't know Yellow Jacket makes a tank heater. It's like a blanket, pretty much. It wraps around the tank with Velcro straps. You plug it into the wall and boom, within 15 minutes or so, your tank pressure is raised and we can get that gas flown into the system. We had to use it about three weeks ago. Tank pressure was lower than the system pressure because the tank was sitting outside. Plugged that thing in for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, we were back in business, just like that. So if you guys do refrigeration or air conditioning in cold climates where you got to do some year-round AC and refrigeration, this tool might come in really handy for you at some point in the game. So check it out, guys. Yellow Jacket Refrigerant Tank Heater. Um, yesterday, I posted a picture of some Viper wipes. You guys probably didn't know they made wipes. Well, <clears throat> they do. And if you read the bucket on the side, it says waterless formula leaves hands clean and dry. And underneath that, it says skin soothing moisturizers. Well, I'll tell you right now, when you clean your hands with them, your hands are dry. They are clean and they feel softer. They got these little red fibers in them that kind of get into the fine lines in your skin to grab all the dirt. <clears throat> and I've seen uh, yesterday a couple guys post that baby wipes are just as good. Well, they're not because baby wipes don't have the fibers in them to get the dirt out the way these do. And for me, baby wipes don't leave you with that nice soft feeling after you're done using them. Anyway, check them out, guys. Viper wipes. I know a lot of you guys have got your pumps in to Armstrong into their contest. Um, the contest is still open for another little while, so you don't have a lot of time to get them in. Armstrongfluidtechnology.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. If you have a constant speed or variable speed pump, get it in for your $20 gift card from Amazon. Just ensure that you get permission to relay any private information that's being asked. Okay. Otherwise, get your $20 gift card with your pump. So you guys heard at the top of the podcast, there's a bit of a, a commercial. It sounds really good. It sounds really professional. I like it. That's because HVAC Know-It-All and Cool Air Products are working together to spread the word on what they're doing over there. They've developed AC Smart Seal External. Okay, that's not in the commercial, but they've developed that. Okay, there's a video I did on it online on, on the YouTube channel. Um, AC Smart Seal Quick Shot, used for formicary corrosion leaks, pinhole leaks, champagne leaks. I've also got a video on how I injected it into a bottle of water, so air and water, and it doesn't harden up inside. You can go watch that video as well. There's some dislikes on the video, uh, about five of them. I'm not really sure why, but the whole point of the video was to prove that when you inject it into the presence of water and air, you don't get hard deposits. You don't get crystallization. Okay, that was the whole purpose of the video. Uh, Field Pulse, guys. Fieldpulse.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. Free trial of their service business software. CRM and GPS, like uh, fleet management quotes, work orders, invoicing, all in one system. Okay. And it's not that much money after the free trial is over. From what I understand, it's about 20 bucks for a manager and 10 bucks for every tech after that. And that's per month. So that's not very expensive uh, to have a professionally managed paperless system. So guys, True Tech Tools, 8% off your tool purchases. Okay. With promo code KNOWITALL. If you guys want Testo stuff, you can't use the promo code. Go to my website, hvacknowitall.com. Go to the True Tech Tools logo. Click on it. Fill out the information. And when you sign in to your True Tech Tools account, you will have preferred Testo pricing. Okay, guys. Um, what's up? 
we got um, Ryan on the phone. And um, listen, Ryan messaged me with a pretty good podcast topic. And I couldn't say no because um, it kind of relates to my thinking um, as to how we, we have to teach apprentices. And um, Ryan brought his brother into the trade. Right, Ryan? You brought Corey into the trade. Corey's your brother, right? I should have asked you that first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. And, and uh, it, been, go on. been in about now. Yeah. So if you guys um, follow the HVAC know-it-all stuff, um, you'll see – I see uh, Corey commenting quite a lot. I see actually Corey posting and commenting more than, than, than you, Ryan. So <laughs> you must be a harder worker than him because he's got more time to – to goof around on social media. I'm just kidding, Corey. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. He's, he's young and single, and I'm I'm getting old, and I'm married with two kids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a little bit more time on his hands than I do. Yeah, I'm just I'm just kidding around. Anyway, so before we before we get into the meat and potatoes um, of the podcast here, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what you do in the industry, um, how you got into the industry, and and kind of what what you're doing at the moment. Uh, well, basically, uh, I've been in construction since I was real young, um, and I actually kind of fell into HVAC unexpectedly. Uh, I went to a trade school for uh, boat mechanics and learned, you know, a lot of elect- of the electrical side of it. And when I got out, I quickly realized that even though the marine industry is a is a good industry, it's hard to uh, to get a job that's at least within commutable distance you really got to live closer to the coast and i'm up in orlando so you know i was having a problem uh having some problems getting work and a buddy of mine basically called up and he was like hey man he's like if you need to make some money he's like come be a helper and he's like if you like it stay if you don't like it you know move on and it was all downhill from there (laughs) nice um i got into a truck about eight months in and that's kind of that's kind of where you know my story kind of starts. But uh, it was uh, it's definitely been a roller coaster, and I've learned a lot of cool things, met a lot of cool people. Yeah, it's 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 a very diverse trade. I mean, you kind of do like a little bit of everything. Like I like during my time as an installer, it's like you're you're doing a little bit of plumbing, you're you're doing a little bit of drywalling, even though you shouldn't be. You're, you know what I mean? You're you're running elect you're running electrical wires, even though you shouldn't be, because the job needs to All get done, minute. and you can't wait. So you're you're doing you're doing gas work, you're doing refrigeration, you're doing air conditioning. So it, it's a really diverse trade that way. So mainly, what you're doing right now is install. Is that what you're doing? Uh, well, I mean, um, I'm kind of I'm the lead tech at the company. Okay, um, so cool. I got my hand- basically everything um the uh i go over all the load calculations with the boss and nice. you know help, help plan out jobs work the uh work with the office on the scheduling every morning um you know basically take on more of a trainer role now i'm the only guy that really you know likes refrigeration so you know i get all the refrigeration calls which are great because i love three-hour ice machine calls that's like that's awesome <laughs> but um but basically um I just I just do a little bit of everything. We all wear the same hats. We're a small company, so we uh, we all kind of help out everywhere. Cool. So the focus being on the focus of this episode being on training and and doing it um, kind of with a different mindset of the old school, like I'm gonna kick your ass kind of way. I it, when you messaged me, uh, you mentioned that you had listened to. A previous podcast of mine and you get your your uh, green apprentices to listen to it too and i really actually appreciate that and i forgot <laughs> i forgot what i said in that podcast so i just listened to it like an hour ago before i um i called you right and um and some of some of the points in there are are some of the points that i would still say today um for an apprentice okay so guys be on time these are the, the three rules that I kind of brought up. Be on time, follow instructions, and have a good attitude. And then on kind of the sub-level, be observant, write things down, and basically prepare, prepare, prepare yourself with the basic tools of the trade. And when you go home at night, read up on what you did, um, kind of take in what you see so the next day if you're doing like the similar jobs, 
you kind of know what's coming next. You know what tools to pass. You know what tools to take back to the truck. You know what tools to bring over next. So, but on the flip side, right? So we have the apprentice. We've given the apprentice instructions on on what to do. On the flip side, how do we make sure the apprentices um, are brought up right in this trade? Give me give me some of your thoughts on that. Well, basically, uh, I mean, like you said, the old school way of just I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you down as hard as I can until you eventually learn is is a way of the past. You know, it's it's like analog and digital gauges. You know, I love my analogs and it works and they work but digitals are the way of the future. And uh, basically it, it comes down to more of like, what kind of personnel are you attracting to your company? Like, are you that company that hires everybody that everybody that walks to your door is like, Hey, go over here. And you know, they're high bucks an hour, you know, um, or are you that company that guys are coming out of trade school and they're seeing your trucks around. They're like, man, that's a good outfit. I want to go there. And they've got to drive to, to come to your company. And if you don't have the right training in place, you're not going to get the right guys. Yeah, exactly. So you said you had a couple of stories to tell about how you were kind of brought up in the trade and how if you were brought up differently, that made a, might have made you a better or different type of tech. Is that what you were saying earlier? Well, more or less, um, I mean, I was brought up with a, with, a, with a crew of guys that accumulatively had decades of experience. They had all basically – stayed together as a group for multiple years and uh i just happened to land at the company with them and the guy that i got matched with for service was a super high energy guy you know go 100 miles an hour and never stop you know we don't stop for lunch because we got calls to run that that was my my introduction to service just you just go all day long until they tell you you can go home and then I also got with uh, an installer that was that had 17 years under his belt, and he's like, "Man, we're gonna go take a lunch and back, and we're gonna we're gonna finish this install, and it's gonna be cake. We're gonna get our eight hours and go home." Um, but I I mainly got driven into service because of the need, and uh, and it was uh, it was quite interesting. I, we did a lot of vacation properties and a lot of a lot of different things. So I got exposed to a lot of stuff real early on. And I think if my, if my lead guy would have been a little, not a hundred miles an hour, I kind of would have not gone in and got my ego so big. Um, so I kind of like, I got let go of my first job about six months after I got a truck because I involved myself in some conversations that I didn't really have a dog in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he taught me a lot, but at the same time, it, it boosted my ego so much that I was kind of stepping on toes. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, basically, I mean, the way that I train my guys is it's okay to mess up. You know, if you're working, you know, I would expect you to, to mess up sometimes. It's when you try and lie about it and, or you try and cover it up that there starts to be an issue. Um, but, with guys coming in now, it's it's hard to find guys that want to be in the trade. So we need to be as proficient as we can at making guys want to stay versus just running through a bunch of, you know, down here, we call them $10 an hour guys. Yep. Yeah. So, and, uh, so go on, go on. Uh, well, I was, uh, when I brought my brother in, uh, he's kind of like the staple of what I would consider a guy that's got drive. Um, a, lot, a thing that a lot of people don't know about Corey is that he's colorblind. So he does all these low voltage problems, you know, without the aid of the insulation on the wires. So I took on a, a more of a role of, well, wire color doesn't mean anything. So at our company, we don't even say wire colors. We say 24 volt power, contactor, you know, what, whatever the, the wire may be so that guys don't just associate wire colors with problems. You know, oh, well, I've got an eight wire here, but my orange wire is bad. So how, what, I don't have a reversing valve wire to hook up to, you know, what do I do instead of just saying, all right, well, I'll just change the wire. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you because I've, I mean, I don't know how many times that you go up to a machine. I've worked on all kinds of different machines, shapes and sizes, and the wire colors are not, matching to the y the the w the r 
they're, they're always there. Sometimes they are, but they're always different. You can't rely on that. So yeah, when I'm on the phone and the apprentice is like, yeah, well the red wire and the green wire are, I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> what, if the, what, what, what if the green wires on W because some guy wired it like that? You just got to tell me the terminals that they're on and, and, and we can get something done here. Don't tell me what the color of the wires are. And I didn't know about that. I didn't know about Corey being colorblind. That's, that's nuts. So He's got he's to really step up his, his game a bit when it comes to using his meter, right, and checking stuff and not just re- oh, relying on color. And he is prolific with it. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy because, I mean, I'm, I'm his brother. I've known him his whole life, and I didn't even know he was colorblind until he started working with me. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, so in, in the beginning, in the beginning, he was saying, all right, well, what's this color? And I would say, that that's green. And he would remember the the shade of the wire, and that's how he started in his low voltage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where I changed my mindset. But what really helped him out was I introduced him to a, to a short uh, a short pro tool. It's a, it's a resettable fuse. But instead of just hooking it up and seeing if it pops, once you hook it up to the fuse bank, it, it illuminates and it stays on if there's a short presence. So you ah. literally sit air handler and go wire by wire. And when the and when the light goes off, you found your short. You don't that, have to track that forth between the condenser and the air handler and all that. That's cool. What is that called again? It's called a short pro tool. A short uh, pro my, tool. Yep, I got mine at Ari Michaels. It's a 2.2 amp resettable fuse, and I mean, for new guys with low voltage, I mean, it's it's a godsend. That is awesome. If um, <clears throat> maybe what you can do when we get off the phone, if you could send me a link for that, that would be really cool because I've never even seen one of those before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a great tool. I mean, I've actually used it in cases where I've had, like, let's say I've got a short in in my call wire for the condenser. If you put that, uh, if it's not a total dead short to ground, you can actually run that system off of that short pro tool to get the customer by for for the night until you can come back and replace the wire or something. Um, and it'll actually reset and allow the system to run. Nice, nice. Like I, I remember back in the day, we would we would put fuse holders on every single line and then put 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 fuses in all of them and find out which ones pop and then move down yeah. the line so this this tool would save tons of money and your boss would be quite happy too or the oh, customer because I mean, they're paying for the it, fuses it, anyway well i mean it's like you you think about how many times you have to replace a fuse and like yeah I, I get it you know fuses are you know pennies on the dollar but still if you're using 15 of them on a call <laughs> yeah you know, that adds up time you know, so this thing, you know, will go in place and you can literally diagnose the whole system all the way to the short and and never pop one fuse. That's crazy, man. So so listen, when you when you bring an apprentice, a green guy, into the office for the first day and it's his first day on the job, what kind of advice do you hand out to him um before he well, gets in that truck or gets out with that, that lead guy? Basically, um number one rule is don't talk to the customer <laughs> like under no, like you can be polite to the customer without actually trying to, you know, tell them what's going on and being wrong. That's yep. the, I mean, that's the one thing, please just be quiet and, and watch how I interact with the customer. And, you know, eventually you'll get to the point where you can talk. Um, well, uh, the next thing would be, you know, make sure if, if you take something out of my bag, it goes back in my bag. Tools are, you know, our bread and butter. That's how we make our money. And we can't, I had to replace an extension cord three times in the last six months. And I had the first cord for two years. So I was not very happy about having to buy more extension cords. Um, But as far as the first day goes, just watch, observe, ask as many questions as you can. Like I, I encourage my guys to ask questions. It, that shows me that they've got a curiosity that they want to learn how something works. And, you know, I have no problem answering the same question three times as long as they're progressing. You know, that's, I don't want to right. repeat the same. I don't want to repeat the same information, you know, five times and you still not get it. 
I want if you're working on the refrigeration cycle and we're and I'm explaining it to you multiple times, but you're getting better at it every time. I got no. I'll talk to them blue in the face. Yep. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Because a lot a lot of senior techs, like the old school guys, they don't want to answer questions. And sometimes, and and I never really understood why. And and th- there's a couple reasons why that possibly they don't know the answer, right? So they're they're scared to to look stupid in front of the apprentice, uh, in front of the apprentice, or they're afraid that if they reveal the information, one day the apprentice may take over their job. I, I don't know. Like these are just, these are just me uh, thinking out loud, but I mean, I I've talked to senior mechanics in the past that do not want to train apprentices because they think um, that apprentice being cheaper will take over their work and they'll have to sit at home. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things, but I, I think that's all bullshit because if you're good at your job, if you are, if you, if you, if you want to be at the highest level, um, you'll always have work because you're all you're always going to be in demand because your boss, your dispatcher, your service manager, whoever you're working for is going to rely on you no matter what, right? Oh, absolutely. And and as you stay with the company, they they trust your opinions, they trust your judgments, and you know you, you work hand in hand with the management to make it all work. Yep. You know that that dollar an hour guy that's getting raises, you know, cause Corey ended up getting, uh, he, he got hired in at minimum wage down here in Florida and that's like eight twenty five an hour. And, cause he didn't know anything. He had no prior construction experience and he's worked himself all the way up to $20 an hour in four years. Nice. You know, so a lot of senior guys, I think a lot of senior guys get their egos kind of bruised when they're like, well, you know, I was around when you were an $8 an hour guy and now you're getting raises and, you know, I'm still kind of around the same pay rate. Like, what's going on here? And it kind of hurts their ego a little bit. That's kind of, you know, why I think guys don't want to train guys right now. Yeah, it's it, it's a shame. Um, what I was going to say um, earlier, and, and I just remember now, so you kind of hit a nerve when you talked about the old school way of training, right? So nowadays we have the internet, okay? And all these kids... Like my nine-year-old, he is like he's better. He's better on the like th- th- this kid picks up something, um, like a video game with like eighteen buttons on it, and he knows it in a day. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So this is the way these kids are being brought up. They're brought up on the internet. So if they want to, they can get into a trade. If they're treated like shit, you know what? I don't need this. I'm gonna go online and I'm gonna I'm gonna create an online store and sell T-shirts or remote control cars or they they have the ability to do that nowadays right and they can do they can do it from their couch or their bed or wherever they are so to get out of bed every day and work in a trade we have to make it attractive right we have we have to we have to make them want to get out of work and enjoy what they're doing and if everybody is a dick to them when they when they show up to work they're not going to be attracted to the trade and they're not going to they're not going to want to apply themselves and they're not even going to want to show up because they can go back home they can create an online store on Shopify and sell whatever they want if they're smart enough to do that. So this is why we kind of have to change with the times. A lot of sports teams are doing this as well. Like, like an old hockey coach or an old basketball coach. They were like, they were like generals going to war. They treated their, their, their players like soldiers. You can't treat them like that, like that anymore. It's, it's a different time, right? It's a different mind. Yeah, you have to change. You have to change with the times, and you have to change with the mind, the mindset of of the young kids. And now I wrote down um, a couple notes here. So, how can the tech help an apprentice? Well, you almost have to be like a parent, right? And the three points that I wrote down was nurture, guide, and understand. So you have to nurture them by kind of helping them hone their skills. You have to guide them in the right direction. And when they fuck up or they, they make a mistake, you have to be understanding of that as long as they're learning from that mistake. But if they keep doing it time after time after time, then that might be a situation where, hey, you, you, he might not be able or she might not be able to work for the company any, anymore. But if they're learning constantly, um, you have to be understanding when they make mistakes. Do you agree with those, those three uh, oh, points? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, the the... The simple fact that 
we have to be there for our guys. You know, as a company, you should want your company to be a tight-knit group. You know, people that trust each other don't lie to each other. So if you bring somebody in and they're immediately an outcast, they're not going to want to show up in the morning. You know, you got you got to get to a point where everybody feels like they're included in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> I was just laughing because in my podcast, um, the Apprentice podcast that you had mentioned in the messaging, I had said that if they show up with a black coffee every day um, for the mechanic, that would help. But you know what? You know what? You know what would really help? Sometimes I do this too. I show up with a coffee for my apprentice and that baffles them because they're like, wow, you bought me a coffee. You know what I mean? And that, that kind of creates the rapport. Like we're kind of, we're not just coworkers, but we're also buddies. And I think that's the way it should be because that's the way I try to treat my coworkers. And I try to treat my, my, my customers. Even I try to be like buddies with them. I tell them about my life, tell them about my life. I listen about their life and, Hey man, if you want to talk to me about your girlfriend um, doing this or that, or your wife or your kids or whatever, talk to me, man. I'll listen. Like you know what I mean. I have no problems with that. Yeah, and that's kind of the reason why I love residential. I mean, I'm a primarily residential tech. I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that, but you know, I do work on some light commercial stuff. But you know, a lot of the commercial in our area is taken care of by bigger companies. So yeah. you know, residential is a huge market for where we're at. There's a lot of vacation properties, rental properties. You know, we're right smack dab near Disney, so you know everybody's coming and going all the time. Uh, but I mean, basically, it's it's one of those things. Once you once you establish yourself with a customer, you know, I always tell my customers, I say, you know, I want to treat you right from the very beginning. Because when that major component fails or when this system needs to be changed out, you're going to respect and trust my opinion as, you know, like you said, your buddy, but also as your technician. Mm-hmm. Like our, our rule at the company is you don't sell a customer anything they don't need. You can give them everything they want. Just don't sell them anything that they don't need. That That's a, that's a fantastic rule because I think that this is my opinion and I'm sure other people agree but some might disagree i think that being a service tech and being a good service tech you don't need to sell the customer anything all you need to do is be a good tech and tell them what's wrong and what they need to fix and fix it and then when you walk away and for three months four months five six months a year the thing works they're going to trust you that the repair that you've done the next time you walk in okay this is wrong we need to fix this I don't think that's selling. I think that's just being honest and being a good technician. Um, and you building up trust with your customer in that way just creates such a good relationship um, where, where you don't need to sell anything. You just have to be honest and fix the damn unit. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is, like, there are some units out there that need to be replaced. But we work with a lot of seniors. You know, a lot of seniors are on fixed income. They need that unit working as long as it possibly can. And, you know, and we've got a reputation in the in, in our immediate service area of, you know, we're not crooks. If we can't fix it, then, you know, you know it, it's down. Yeah. <laughs> we will try everything. We will throw the whole house and the kitchen sink at it to try and fix that for you. Yeah. Because we're repair first replace. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, who wouldn't be installs make you good money up front, but then your, your warranty for the next five to 10 years, you know? So service is where it's at. Those people that call two or three times a year for water leaks and, you know, bad capacitors and want to pay for the compressor and stuff like that, you know, that makes us real good money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and being a company that just tries to take the upfront money and run with it, try to sell every, every customer, a new unit. Well, guess what? I mean, that once you once you've sold all those new units to all those customers then what what are you going to do you need to be able to look to know how to fix stuff to continue to maintain a business that's it and 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 that's just like you know why inverters are taking off you know i mean inverters are are great technology but there's a lot of old school guys that aren't going to be able to keep up no no you're you're right and the old school mentality is (laughs) <laughs> they they don't even want to try to keep up because it's 
it's so new to them that they don't want to have to learn something new. It's out of their comfort zone. And I've always talked about stepping out of your comfort zone and, and learning new things. Cause if you don't do it, you're going to become stale. But I, I guess I can see a tech that's 55, maybe 60, not caring about stuff like that. Cause he's going to retire soon. Why is he going to invest in, in, in learning this stuff? Um, I, I'm kind of on the fence and, and I see where they're coming from, but at the same time, if they really care, if they, they truly care about what they're doing and the trade and their job and what they've done for the last 30 years, they will learn it just so they can pass some information down to the younger guys coming in. That I mean, that's all they can do at that point, right? Because if they're on their way out, what are you going to leave them with? you got to have some sort of legacy to leave behind. I know it's just, we're just HVAC techs. We're not movie stars or singers or billionaires, but I mean, everybody leaves behind some sort of legacy. And, and it's the things I read somewhere. It's the things that people say about you when you're not around that defines you. You know what I mean? So when you're not, when, when you're not around, if somebody's talking shit about you, um, that's not a good thing. But when you're not around and everybody in that group is saying good things about you, that means you've done some good things in your life, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, best, the best comments that you can get, you know, are, for, are from customers. I mean, at least for me, are from customers on guys that you've trained. You know, oh, my God, he was so great when he was here. He was professional. He fixed it right. You know, everything like that. For me, that's kind of like, you know, my legacy is knowing that I've at least put, you know, two or three more guys out on uh, out in trucks that are going to do just as good a job as I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I, I was brought up in this trade really, really harshly um, by some – some some senior guys and, and my boss and I always made it a point not to treat apprentices like that that I've that I've trained and we've gone through man I've been with the same company for almost 19 years and I've trained a lot of apprentices and I, I see I see what some of them are doing now in other companies and some of them are right up there and highest level and and that makes me proud because they learned a lot of what they knew from me and the approach I had with them. And sometimes they still call me like guys that I trained like 15 years ago. Well, I was, I, w- I wasn't like senior tech 15 years ago, but I, f- I was five, six years into the trade and I was training a guy that's six months. Sometimes they'll call me just to shoot the shit. And, and I'm, I'm like baffled by how good they are um, at the trade now. And it makes me proud to know that I had, possibly a helping hand at them being the way they are now right i mean and and i mean any guy that started in this trade as a helper will tell you man uh i mean down here in florida our wages are a little bit low i mean helpers usually start out about you know ten dollars an hour and you know if you're a real awesome you know residential like commercial tech i mean you can get 25 an hour all day long but our living expenses are super cheap i mean you know it's it works out pretty good down here. Yeah. I know it doesn't sound like a lot to some of the guys up north, but you know, it's it's definitely. I'm very comfortable. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I've 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 looked into Florida real estate because I I don't know if you um, listened to my podcast with Eric L. Sherman, but I told him that hey, when when I was seeing all your your uh, yacht pictures and all your your fancy um, visits to the Caribbean to fix yachts and whatnot. I looked at Florida real estate and the the houses you can get for 400 grand were, it blew me away. Honestly. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, some of the vacation properties that we take care of, um, you know, they, uh, I mean, they're $1.2 million houses and I mean, they're absolutely massive. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous down here, but you know, it's one of those things, like you said, you know, when, when you talk to a guy that you trained, you know, years back and, you know, you see them progress, you know, it, 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 for me, it's like, you know, I've helped them, you know, get to a better point in their life. So in some small way, I've impacted their life a little bit, you know, and that, that kind of, you know, helps me out and, and gives me my warm, fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And, and it kind of validates your methods too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that, you know, you can train guys, you know, like how to pull a proper vacuum, why to pull a proper vacuum, you know, why to flush line sets, why to braze with nitrogen, you know, why to, you know, seal up the ductwork, 
you know, all these, all these different questions, it's, you know, it's, it's that stuff that is going to stick with them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something that's, that's pretty hilarious. I've owned a micron gauge for years and years and years. I remember the first time I ever had to use one was on a Mitsubishi city multi-system because they had to see um, the micron reading on the gauge during the commissioning. And, um, that was the only time I used one in like 15 years because our company never brought guys up to use micron gauges ever. We just ran vacuums for, for the time we were out for lunch and then we came back and charged it up. Right. Um, and, and then, then I'm, then I'm online and doing my stuff and I'm like, you know what? I should probably use a micron gauge because this is the correct way to do things. And now the apprentices of my company or the, the junior mechanics of my company are seeing me use it on a job. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to get one of those too. And then the next guy, yeah, I'm going to get one of those too. So now there's like three or four guys getting micron gauges and using them when they're pulling vacuums now. And, and that's just kind of creating this whole positive uh, environment of doing things the right way. And that all started with me getting online and doing this whole HVAC know it all thing. Like I thought I knew HVAC until I got online and I was told by a lot of people that, Hey man, you're not doing that right. And I'm like, I'm not <laughs> like you get, you kind of get, you kind of, your ego is built up so much where you kind of get offended. Right. Um, oh, but absolutely. I've, I've learned to shed, I've learned to shed that um, as much as I can and kind of listen to um, somebody that, that has something to say now before I dismiss it. And that's what I try to tell all these older techs when I'm talking to them online. Oh, uh, I'll never buy a digital gauge set because they suck. I'm like, first of all, how do you know they suck if you haven't used it? Right. And the fact that a digital gauge set is way more accurate um, and way more efficient than a set of compound gauges. Um, like you can't deny that fact. And until you put one in your hand, you're never going to see the advantages of it. Right. So, and, and I, and I use that, I use that digital gauge thing of these older guys as my kind of, as my go-to when I think about, guys telling me new ways to do things, I'll be like, oh yeah, I don't want to be that old guy telling me digital gauges suck when they really don't. So maybe I should listen to what they're saying and take it in and then decide later if what they're saying is actually valid or if it's bullshit, but at least listen, right? Oh, that's, that leads into a great point. I mean, and, and with, with guys coming into the trade that don't have a lot of money to spend on tools, you know, they kind of look to us, you know, to tell them, Hey, I've had those before or, you know, no, I don't know about those yet. You know, maybe I should look into those, you know, that way they're not buying a bunch of lower end, lesser quality tools. They can spend their money wisely and, you know, get a good vacuum pump, you know, save up for six months instead of buying, you know, the single stage three CFM vacuum pump that you're never going to use and spending the 150 bucks, save up and get a good two stage, you know, dual voltage, you know, vacuum pump that's going to, that's going to last you for years. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of lead guys miss out on is, you know, talk to you, talk to your friends about your tools and why you have those tools. You know, that way they have more information when they're not next to you at the supply house buying a tool. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's exactly right. All the tools that I bought in my first five to eight years in the trade were all the tools that my senior techs that I worked with were using. Because yep. they'd recommend it to me, and then I'd buy it. But now, I mean, Jesus, you go online and you can, you can see every tool. You can talk to guys that have used this, that. Um, you can see different pricing from different places. It's, it's nuts. The internet is just taking things to a whole different level. Um, you just got to well, make, you just got to make sure you talk to the right people and get the right information. That's all. Oh yeah, and you can get instant online reviews through any YouTube channel. You know, everybody's got a video on YouTube about something. So you yep. know, it's it's all the information's out there. Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta. That I mean, that was one of the things actually, in in the apprenticeship podcast. I believe I was saying that the internet is, if you use it correctly, it's going to be your best tool in this trade, guaranteed. Because if you're sitting in front of something and you're struggling. Um, guess what? Pull up a manual online, watch a YouTube video of a guy, a guy that's done this a thousand times, read, read an article of a guy that's blogged about it. You know what I mean? The information is there and it's, it's not there from, from fake. It's not fake news. It's from 
guys that have been there and have done it. And if, if you, if you listen and pay attention, you'll learn a lot. You really will. You really will. I think, uh, I think when it comes down to the internet, I mean, who, who hasn't pulled up a thermostat manual, you know, on your phone, you get to that, you get to a Honeywell 8,000 and you need to know, need to know the passcode, you know, who hasn't, who hasn't posted on the forums or looked it up or anything like that. I mean, and, oh, everybody. and nowadays, I mean, you know, when I first started getting into communicating systems and stuff like that, I had no idea how to work those thermostats, you know, short of calling tech support and praying for a callback or, you know, somebody, you know, to answer the phone, you know, you're, you're on your own, <laughs> you know, the, the internet is such a great tool. And that's what, I, that's what I told my, uh, my apprentices the other day. Um, we're, we're actually working, uh, we're, we're making the shift into uh, multifamily homes. So multifamily R and C and, and multifamily uh, installations and stuff like that. We got hooked up with a local, uh, a local property manager that's got five properties and it equates to about 1600 units. So, um, you know, basically I, I printed out or I had the office print out the uh, manuals and I gave them to both the guys. And I was like, look, you know, when you're when you're when you wake up in the morning and you go and you go take your your morning shit, you know, instead of playing on your phone, read this manual. You know, that, <laughs> yeah. that way we can get, we can go faster on the job, you know, and uh, and believe it or not, it's actually uh, they, they've come to me and and gotten, you know, uh, we're a ream dealer. So they come and got the uh, manuals for the reams, and I had an ice machine one that was laying around that isn't laying around anymore. So I'm assuming one of them picked it up, you know. So, you know, it's 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 great to be able to give them, you know, that knowledge. But I can also say, hey, you know, we're going to be putting this in. You know, why don't you look it up and you know get familiar with you know the components or whatever. You know, here's the model number. Yeah, you just got to explain to them if, if they're going to sit down during their morning shit to read the the manual, they could get caught down a wormhole, and they might sit they, they might sit there for too long. And when they stand up, they might they might not be able to walk. Because <laughs> I don't know how many times that's happened to me talking to all you crazy guys uh, online. <laughs> man, I've got I've got I've got a, a stack of a stack of manuals sitting in my bathroom that I haven't touched in years. But I'll tell you what, they definitely came in handy. Those those ice machine ones, they're they're a good read sometimes. I'm sure. I'm sure your wife loves that. Eh? A stack of HVAC manuals in the bathroom. Oh no, she hates it because we go out to dinner. <laughs> we go out to dinner, and I'm looking at I'm looking at supply diffusers and returns like weed at IHOP in the, in in town because it's close by and it's and it's you know we can get in and get out and I could tell that they were having an issue with uh, with the humidity in there because my wife was going to shake the salt out. And she's like, and the lady's like, oh yeah, IHOP won't let us put rice in the ice, and I was, or in the in the in the salt. And she's like, oh that sucks. And I was like, well you should probably call you know an HVAC company to check your uh, your your fresh air intake because you know the humidity is kind of high in here. So you know that's probably why your salt's sticking together. <laughs> and oh she she absolutely hates it. Yeah, it's almost like a curse, eh? When you go to places and you notice things like that, it's just like stop. Like it's, <laughs> I'm not working today. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I'm not going to keep you for too long, but one one thing I was going to ask you, and it's funny because um, I had a post on Instagram today. Some guys like, hey, I uh, took your advice and went and got a haircut before my last call. Now, I've said this many times. I'm pretty sure I've said this on a podcast and some posts. I have gone like I when I get home I got no time for my kids and things I'm going on and like wherever I am if there's a good barber I'll try to get a haircut sometimes in between calls or in between whatever I'm doing but apprentices <laughs> if you're gonna try that be careful don't get caught because if a senior guy know knows you're getting a haircut when you're supposed to be on a service call or or helping someone out you're gonna get busted pretty good so just be careful with that. Anyway, Ryan, um, great talking to you, man, and I'm glad you uh, you got a hold of me and um, and brought up this this topic because it, it's a good one, and and I had a good chat with you, man. Absolutely, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, cool. So, um, tell Corey I said hi, and uh, oh, I def- I and def- set set will. send me that link for um, what, what was that thing called again for the the short? It, it's called a short pro tool. Short Pro Tool. Now, was that made by different manufacturers? Or is it made by one specific manufacturer? It, 
I don't remember um, who actually manufactures it. I know it's sold through Global, um, yep. and Global is who distributes, you know, AMRAD caps and stuff like that. So, you know, any Ari Michaels is going to have it. Okay. Um, I haven't really seen it in any Watsco, you know, distributors like Jim Air and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, my go-to would be Ari Michaels. Um, but it's definitely, uh, definitely a handy tool. I love that thing. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to look it up and if you could send me a link and then I'll try to get it posted on the, uh, the platform so everybody can have a peek at it. That, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. I'll send it to you. Okay, man. Have, have a good night and thanks again for getting on the podcast, man. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay. Talk to you later. So I guess we're all going to have to go check out the Short Pro tool. It looks like a pretty uh, cool tool. I posted it on my platforms this morning, actually. Uh, Ryan sent over the Amazon link, and I checked it out. It's only about 35 bucks, so, I mean, it could come in handy uh, for you guys that are tracking down some shorts. Now, we had a good conversation. We uh, spoke about Apprentice and tech relationships, and we also kind of went on about some stories and just, again, another good kind of tech-to-tech organic conversation, the way I like it. So thanks, Ryan, getting on the podcast. Really appreciate it. One thing I wanted to mention, guys, if you guys listen to the podcast, if you guys are part of um, my Facebook groups, if you're part of my HVAC hub, powered by HVAC Know-It-All, you'll notice that This week, I put out a post kind of ranting on about just some negativity that goes on inside the group, especially the TXV joke. Now, if somebody posts a picture of a burner and they're having a problem with it igniting or lighting, firing off, whatever, and the answers come up TXV, come on, like, how old is that? And... How old do you have to be to post that? Five, six, seven years old? Anyway, I banned that joke. So if I see that joke and it doesn't pertain to an actual um, thermal expansion valve, then guess what? The comment's gone and the person that made it is gone because I'm trying to clean up that group to make it a little bit more professional. We'll still have some fun in there. Like, There's nothing wrong with jokes. There's nothing wrong with humor. There's nothing wrong with um, razzing a guy, razzing another tech, just having some fun. But the joke had to go. We had to clean it up. 75 to 80% of the people agree. The other people don't. Well, guess what? Majority rules, guys. So anyway, you guys have a great day. Happy HVACing. And ban the TXV.